Should we just like, do some ASMR, just like hot breathing into the mic? <laughs> Victor, you know what I'm talking about. You probably watched that. My space bar yes. doesn't work. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 35 of 2023, and we're recording live again here in Las Vegas. With me, I have my co-host, the Cloud God, who is very much in demand this week. Apparently, everybody wants a piece of the hot dad. Yeah, it's a little weird, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't know how to handle uh, all the attention. <laughs> the fame and the fortune. <laughs> yeah, you know, the best thing you can do is just thank people and kind of move on, right? We're asking personal questions, I guess. But it's definitely strange. I saw my, my wife and my daughter about it. They're like, don't worry, when you come home, we'll ignore you. We'll make it normal again. <laughs> we'll make up for it. Yeah. They're like, we'll put you in your place, dummy. <laughs> and we have a returning guest this week, backed by popular demand. We have Victor DeLuca, good old BDL. Welcome back. Hey, guys. I'm sorry Clyde's not here, but uh, I'll do my best to replace him. You can wear the shoes, but you'll never feel them. <laughs> so I got to protect him a little bit. <laughs> good but, to have you back, man. Yeah. yeah. It's VDL. Not, VDL. What did I call you last? JDL. Jared. JDL. Jared. Subway dude. Yeah, yeah. We know what Jared was about. Jared Fogel. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you can't tell, there's no Glenn this week. We are recording live here in Las Vegas. And since Glenn is not here, we found a guest to fill a spot. Glenn actually said, when you guys come to Vegas, I will be there with you. We'll have drinks. And then he never showed up. He did not. He yeah. did not. Vic, Victor came in, though. Glenn no-show Medina. Yeah. Combined, we have decades of information security experience here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This week, we're going to talk about breaking into hotel rooms, the UK government being too effective at security awareness training. For our second topic... Red actors are exploiting the beta channel to spread mobile malware. Google goes nuclear. And close with our fourth topic, which is yet to be determined by our guest, Victor, here. No pressure, big man. <laughs> oh, wait, real quick. Victor has a nickname they didn't tell us about until recently. That's true. Victor. So, go for it. Yeah, so it, the nickname has been given by Brad Luzaweski. And he calls me Lego hair because he says he's jealous of my hair. And is uh, it because you like a blockhead or? I mean, he looks like <laughs> you a little bit. I think he's still better. No, off. we're talking. We're talking about you, not me. <laughs> you know, I appreciate the, uh, I, I the words of likes, affirmation here. Yeah, I think he likes my hair. I think it's just a common trend. I mean, you do have a thick, glorious full head of hair. I am a little jealous. Work hard for it. Who has a thicker head of hair? Is it Chris or you? I can't tell. I don't know. Who's got the more of the receding hairline? Let's see here. Well, Victor's got a couple years on me, so probably <laughs> I have a little bit more receding than, than Victor here. Good old Brad, friend of the show. He was a guest on at some point. Yeah, Big Smart. His name is Big Smart? No, I mean, he's Big Smart. Oh, okay. You and your hip language. <laughs> closing the loop this week. We have two brief closing loop items. Google is still allowing malicious ads that lead to phishing pages. If you search for Amazon.com, the top sponsored result is a very convincing ad that looks like it's Amazon. And when you click on it, it takes you to a Windows Defender scam page. Shame on you, Google. 
Yeah. How dare you? How do you guys sleep at night? Probably really comfortable. Billions of dollars in your bank account. But yeah, man. Is that the, the whole, like, dot zip debacle? No, um, it's... I think the, the sponsored ad shows, like, an image, and the image shows, like, Google.com, and so when people click on it, it takes, and then it takes you to some convincing page that looks like Amazon, and it tries to... Tells you to call a phone number, say you got a virus, this is a Windows Defender, call this number, and then it's one of those typical scams. You can edit this in post, but let's call the number right now. (laughs) Google it. Let's do it. Let's see what they want to say. What do I I have to search for? Uh, Let's see if it even comes up now. They might have blurred it out. I mean, they have enough money to throw out. They should be able to figure it out quickly. 1-844. Oh, crap. All right. I thought we had to like Google and search it. One eight four four. One four. Uh, oh god. Two eight. All right, we're on speaker. For some reason, Chris has a lot of incognito windows open. Looks like a very lonely man. Why do you have nineteen tabs? All right, nothing. I mean, it answered, but they're just listening. Should we just like, do some ASMR, just like hot breathing in the mic? <laughs> Victor, you know what I'm talking about. You probably watch that. My space bar yeah, doesn't work. It's like ASMR. All right. Let's try. I think there was like some noise when we first. You're going to hell. I don't know. It's not working. <laughs> but we tried. Uh, we we got to the root of it. <laughs> I, I will say, my friend called me uh, last week and she bought a Wi Fi extender. Mm-hmm. And the Wi Fi extender, she could not make it work. Like, she's not an IT person. She was it called Extends? <laughs> no, it was it was a legitimate brand, like like a brand that we heard of, and I, I can't remember at the moment. Yeah, D Link or Linksys or something, something like that. And she bought it, and she couldn't make it work for some reason. And she's a CPA, right? She's not an IT person, so she looked at the the website that was on the pamphlet or the. the so uh, you told her to look at the. Uh, so she did the URL. She, she looked at the website, and someone else had bought the website. Oh wow! So it's like a so discontinued product. So it was a product. scammer. Yeah. When she lo- went wow. on the website, they asked to install like some remote desktop type of tool, like and she any did. desk or something. And then when they asked, like when they asked to run some commands, or like they started running some random commands in the command prompt, she's like, mm, "I don't think this is legit." And then she just killed it. Oh, you think so? And then really? she called me. <laughs> yeah. So pro tip: don't get your taxes done by her. She's, <laughs> she's not it. What's her name? Mode. Mode. Mm-hmm. She sounds. Adorable. She's a very smart CFO, but she's not a an IT. She's person. street smart, or wait, no, she's book, book smart, smart, but yeah. not street smart. Yeah, exactly. Right. How, do you, how do you guys know each other? Uh, we work together at two jobs. Yeah, yeah, and she's a very good tennis player. We play tennis together as well. So you hear? So she's a CFO, and you're just an SE. Well, I mean, she's I, slumming it, right? I wasn't planning on crying tonight, but <laughs> thanks, Brian. Oh, you're welcome. VDL to the rescue. We all start off somewhere. Uh, for the second item, I brought my Flipper Zero here to Vegas and was able to successfully clone my hotel key. Right now, it's not a practical attack because it takes about eight minutes to scan the card and you have to scan it twice, but it's a pretty cool gadget. I do get funny looks when I hold my Flipper to the card reader in the elevator to get up to my room. You don't get funny looks. No one's looking at you now. Or someone else's room. <laughs> if I try to do that. So, is there a reason why you scan it twice? Is that just like to make sure you can't be malicious with it, or no? It's the first time it scans the keys. Then you have to hold it to the reader. It scans the nonce values, and then you have to scan it again after you get the nonce values after it calculates the keys. 
Sound like three times. You had to scan it. That's twice. Yeah. Key twice, the reader once. Really say to hold up the door? Yeah, the reader. Okay, and how long did you have to hold it there? Just like a few seconds. Okay, that wasn't bad. But the, but the actual cloning of the key... That took about eight minutes. The computing. Yeah. yeah. Could you, can you like look at the raw file? Yeah, yeah. It saves you the SD card. So if you want What's to... What it look like? I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Does it say room 112 or the player's well? <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Do you guys know what that even means? <laughs> player's well? One, room 112 or the player's well? No? It was like some sort of like R&B... Like back in the nineties, like players' holiday or something. No, no, you're old. I am <laughs> old, man. I was born in nineteen ninety-seven, just like you, man. <laughs> well, for our first topic, the it was you... only you. Stop, man. We're doing something here. We're notorious big one twelve. One twelve. Yeah, okay. notorious big. came mine's on room one twelve where the players dwell. I know I sound exactly like him. He's still dead, everyone. He is. Yeah. Big dead. For our Big first smart. Big smart. <laughs> Big dead. For real, for real. For our first topic, the UK government did too good of a job teaching its citizens about how to spot a scam website that people are not actually using their legitimate websites because they look like scam sites. The UK voter registration website is used to update contact information after someone moves, and it sends users to a website called householdresponse.com which definitely does not sound like a scam website, asking for all of your personal information. They also made mailed out, they also mailed out notices to people they believed had moved and warned them that they can be fined up to £1,000 by not going to that shifty website and entering all of their personal information. Hey, what's £1,000 in like real money? <laughs> it's like 1500 bucks somewhere around there. Yeah. So the question is, why on earth are they not hosting this website at a UK.gov domain? I think what's even better could be like, maybe there's a pop-up. It's like, must browse with like IE5.5. <laughs> You're like, all right, here we go. All over again. But I, I agree with you. Did they answer that question? I don't know. I don't know why. No, they, they didn't answer. They used a shifty sounding .com website instead of an official government website. Is it still resolved? Probably, yeah. I mean, that's their official website. How do you do your due diligence? Come on, man. I mean, I'll add on this. Um, I needed to renew my driver's license, and the government of Quebec started their own authentication system. So they have their own IDP, and I tried to create my own IDP, and it would not resolve. Like, it would not work. <laughs> and apparently, that's the case for thousands of people. And um, so I think that whenever, you know, PubSec is trying to build their own IDP, their own website, their own domain. I don't see, I don't understand why. I think they're trying to reinvent the wheel. I think they're trying to build something from scratch and it doesn't make sense. I think they should just reuse what's what's out there. And, you know, having your own, like having a weird domain thing doesn't make any sense. I, I think, I would think it's a scam. If I would get this letter, I'd be like, hell no. <laughs> so what was I, your IDP? It's it, it's a new one. It's like homegrown. You have to create your own. It's not Okta or yeah. one of those. Yeah, you have to create your own. I mean, they. I know that they have their own. But you said you tried doing your own with their own. So, no, no, IDP, no. so you have to. It was like like this. No, it's <laughs> not federated. <laughs> mm, okay. No, it's not federated. You have to create your own. You have to input your like social service, uh, social uh, number, social and everything. Your date number. of birth and, yeah. and name and everything, and it would still not work. Do you put in there how much weed you smoke? 
Ooh. Oh, got him. He does it. <laughs> Drug test him. Freaking Victor. So Chris has loaded up the website. Yeah, we went no. to householdresponse.com. It definitely looks like a scam website, although you know they claim it's legitimate, but it, it looks really convincing like it's a scam website. It looks like a 10-year-old designed it. Yeah. Front page. It's like an old GeoCities website. No, that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> the only thing missing is the under construction blinking logo. The little, uh, yeah, the construction site. Been Hard music. hat. Yeah. Man, can we just bring back MySpace? We'll have a top eight again. It's a, it's a music website now. Justin Timberlake bought it. Wow. There's a bad investment. Yeah. 50 Cent buys vi- uh, vitamin water, makes a billion dollars. Justin Timberlake goes broke when he buys, buys MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah. It seems like a good idea on paper. <laughs> Smart. Didn't pencil out. Yeah. Uh, interesting. And then they, I mean, they, they physically sent out people like postcards in the mail and told them to go to this website to update their info. So it's like, again, it seems very shifty. And then the UK is now sending out tweets and emails saying that, yeah, this is legitimate. Actually go there and update your information. Can we try to update like, or buy like householdresponses.com <laughs> like just a, to see like what we get. Like a typo squatting yeah. type yeah. attack. <clears throat> Good. That's that's our next business idea. Yeah. Not very profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to fish people and get their their personal info. End up in jail and go to the federal pound me in the prison. No. Yeah. What what was that, was that office space? Office space, yeah. yeah. Now this is the UK. That's not oh. like the US. Wait a second. Have you seen Office Space? He's I giving have no us culture. deer and <laughs> we just just obviously here, live in Canada. Yeah. All right. So before you come on the next podcast, you got to watch Office Space. I'm smart. I'm polite, but I have no culture. That's the downside. I think you're polite. <laughs> <laughs> Brian always throwing shade here. <laughs> Pitching shade. You're just peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, definitely watch Office Space. That's a good and timeless movie. Grace, if you're wondering, Chris has his ring off right now, and I have it in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, is it weird that he's in Vegas walking around without his wedding ring? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was single. Like... <laughs> it's part of magic trick, Brian. It was part of the magic trick, so <laughs> he was being a good old boy. He actually added on, and it's a tungsten ring, which is kind of weird because... If you smash your finger, they have to cut your finger off. Or, they will. Yeah, yeah you can't cut this. That's what I heard. Yeah, you can't but cut it off. Do you think I can throw it hard enough to shatter it? I don't think so. Can I try? No. Then <laughs> I'm going to get fined for it. <laughs> How would you get fined? Things going to happen. <laughs> this pla- this hotel is literally leaking everywhere. It is. You think you're going to notice a little <laughs> ding on, on the tile? It actually is. The hotel is flooded right now. Full, <laughs> full disclosure, we had a. Probably a little bit of rain, and then on, on the way back walking here, there were like massive areas of the casino that were shut off due to flooding. And they, they put up the whole like crime scene thing, too. You're like, oh, man, there's someone was obviously murdered here. No, just a leak. Just a little bit of rain. Yeah, that was... Uh, a little bit of rain. Uh, that, 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 was, that was an interesting time. Thanks, thanks East, there for putting us in the nice, uh, nice venue here. So I was thinking, so we have, like, you've seen the shop, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... I get it. Like, I'm glad that we're selling swag to, like, give to like, charity. Charity. Charities. Yeah, portion of it goes to charity. But what I think we should do is, you'll have to edit this out. It's not good. <laughs> but I think we should just use that money to get us into a better hotel next SKO. <laughs> well, you know what, Matt? I like my job. I like to be able to pay rent. So let's keep going. Yeah. By the way, do you feel like all your clothes are ruined? 
Like, I feel like these hotels are so crappy that everything smells like cigarettes. That's true, yeah. I don't know about if you guys noticed it when you walked into my room here, but it does smell like... Weed. Yeah. <laughs> Victor noted. <laughs> Full disclosure, it was not me. It smelled like this That's way fine. when I got here. It smelled like you didn't flush the toilet, bro. We're inclusive, man. We need a Taco Bell. Oh, we should get Taco Bell next. Should we read some Taco Bell? I don't think they have anything for you. Yeah, they do. Bean burrito. Bean, Bean and cheese. And, uh, yeah. Inclusive. Yeah, that's that's the first thing I noticed when I walked in my room, and it's like I could complain, but it's like, well, what 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 are they gonna do? As long as I don't get dinged for it. I heard some people in the link said that there's like blood on the wall and stuff. (laughs) I'm like that. I mean, mean, if it's if it's still red, it's probably just wine. But if it was black, right, and there's like spatter marks, it's coagulated. Yeah. My friends with the Harris, and uh, when you checked in, there was a paramedic. Conducting an intervention, intervention like three rooms down. You said interracial. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no intervention. It's okay. You can save people. It's just like it's fine. It's one of those those OD thing type events. We yeah. need the Narcan. That's it's our group chat picture now. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> I guess we got pretty far off topic here, but one of the I guess what when we talked with Victor last time, I I asked him you know what was the, one of the things he noticed about Vegas, and at least for me. The last time I came here versus now is is like the security guards here. They wear body armor, which they didn't used to wear, and then they all carry Narcan. Like there's a Velcro pouch attached to their vest that says OD kit. So it's apparently a thing now that even the security guards here they need to wear body armor and have to have OD kits. Can you imagine like you're like it's, it's the end of the road, right? Maybe you're homeless. You, you scrimp up enough money to OD some. Cop respect the life. You're like, dude, they're trying to do a thing. You're over here blowing in my mouth. I'd be pissed. <sighs> yeah, that's the uh, that's just kidding. He's not a cop, they're doing the job. I love him, but if I was definitely down on my luck and trying to kill myself, I'd probably be upset. Why would you be here? Why would you be anywhere? Go in the desert, like, go somewhere else. No, man, you, you could there, you put it all on black, baby, to see what happens. <laughs> Double those monies. Yeah. Did you gamble at all while you're here? No. Are you scared? Are you even of age? Somewhat. <laughs> I mean, you, you would get carded, right? So, yeah, I did at the bar. <laughs> uh, so I had to pull two cards to show them, but uh, two IDs. But uh, one thing that was funny, though, I'm sorry. Passport and driver's license? Uh, I got my veteran's card and my driver's license, mm. yeah. Um, well, Canada doesn't have an army. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You know, we don't invade 176 countries, but we do, apparently. The price of freedom, baby. <laughs> the price of oil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <once> <laughs> oh, Victor. Oh, Victor. <laughs> Iraq remembers. Um, <laughs> one, one story, though, that quick, quick story, but um, I had to replace it one true zero life uh, a couple months ago. So I went on stage. And people looked at me and they're like, no way this kid is presenting anything at all, right? <laughs> so I said, you know, you're probably wondering there's why there's a 15-year-old on stage. And everyone just started laughing. Like, it was it was the joke of the year. So I'm just happy that... At least he owned it. At least yeah, people can make fun of me. That's yeah. fine. I'm going to yeah. do that next time. Yeah. Why, yeah. why is there a 15-year-old presenting to us, Brian? No, there was some comedian, though. He was, like, presenting to, like, like millionaires. Maybe even billionaires. Like, he was doing, like, a in-house thing. And there's like literally staff working on them, yeah. Like you know, serving the drinks. 
And so he opened up with, uh, so what did everyone spend their stimulus check on? And it was just the hotel staff laugh because like none of the, the rich people understood what's going <laughs> They obviously didn't get one. They didn't. But talk about know your audience. That's good one. All right. For our second topic, threat oh, actors. Yeah, number two? Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> threat actors are taking advantage of a loophole for mobile app stores on iOS and Android to spread their malware. Google and Apple allow people to install beta application on their devices to beta test and provide provide feedback on those applications. On Apple, it's an app called TestFlight, and I have beta, test, beta tested some apps on there. The benefit of beta applications from a threat actor perspective is that they do not need to go through the vigorous vetting process that apps are normally required to go through to get into the mobile app store. What are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing, man? Knock it off. Turn it off. The benefit of beta applications from a threat actor perspective is that they do not need to go through the vigorous vetting process that apps are normally required to go through to get into the mobile app store, allowing malicious apps to get installed onto these devices. Threat actors are already using this method to convince users to install cryptocurrency-related applications on their devices. Then, surprise, surprise, their cryptocurrency gets stolen. So... Who's smart enough to buy cryptocurrency but dumb enough to do that <laughs> is a real question. Do you yeah. guys know anyone? Like, every anyone old enough to fall for that? They're like, nah, that's not real. We don't get it. I think that's it. It's like older people. They don't realize. Who knows? Like, they don't know. What is a beta application? Yeah, what, is, a, what is it? Some beta code. It's usually you open up the app test flight. And then you enter a code, and that code gets you like a beta version of an application. Yeah, but they're like sixty-five. They play Candy Crush. They don't <laughs> get it. Oh, the, say that again. Say like verbatim. They're sixty-five, and they do it. They're sixty-five. They really don't get it. I beeped you out, buddy. <laughs> Anytime we say a bad word, we have a a, a, a manual beep. A button. natural sensor here, yeah. apparently. Make Holy! I can't believe it. Holy, yeah. that's not real butter. <laughs> I think Brian is having too much fun with the in-room safe here. TMF, too much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clever because if you try to submit it to the Apple App Store or the iOS or the, the Google Play Store, there's a vigorous vetting process to check for information stealing malware. They check for everything else. But if you go to the beta channel and you convince someone to install the app that way, then they don't go through those checks, and then your cryptocurrency gets stolen. Can you imagine? Maybe that number that you call, the 844 number they were trying, it's like, hello, please install Test Flight. <laughs> is it Test Fright? Like, no, not Fright, it's Flight. And it's like, okay, and then it's just like, pound this you know, number in, and there's eight, and like, eight, A-T-E? No, the number eight. I, I, I'd still be curious about the code reviews, though. They must be code reviewing like thousands of apps. I don't think they do. Yeah, for beta, they don't. And they might do like static code analysis, but, but you, I don't think they would check it. Well, for the ones that they release, like the full release, I'm sure like it has to be automated. Has to be. For the full release, yes. And even then, I'm sure you could... You know, Skirt the issue. Yeah, like you could, you could do something. I'm sure there's something to do around that. Anything that is static, super easy. You can yeah. bypass that. So what's it? All right, let's think about this real quick. So let's say the user's dumb enough to go to test flight, to punch in the code, 
They download the app. What are they? They literally just transferring cryptocurrency into this other wallet. That's this sketch. Yeah, they could. Like it's sandbox, so they can't like. Yeah, so there's no cross app pollination, but you could either ask users to transfer money into that wallet, then they send it themselves, or what's more likely is they ask them to enter their like twelve word recovery phrase into this app to re- quote restore their wallet, but then it actually sends it to the attackers, and then they gain access to that wallet and they drain it. All right, so let's touch on this. It has nothing to do with this, but like just Apple in general. You're running Android, kudos, whatever. Smart. Maybe you are, right? So I have a friend. He was saying, like, he's, he's got a little nephew, right? He must talk to his, his nephew on the phone. But unfortunately, nephew lives in Washington, D.C. And the mom works for the NSA. Mom says, my kid's never going to have an iPhone. <laughs> and I was, like, uh, I was like, well, next time you talk to your sister... Is it because she can't be like prying eyes, jerk, you know, like, you know, a uh, big brother thing? He's like, yeah, I can do that. So he calls he calls her up. They're talking. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to ask you. He's like, is iPhone just more secure because they do this end-to-end encryption stuff? And her answer was no, and we will only be using Android. <laughs> so what does she know? And it kind of goes back to that, like, uh, that article. Was it an NSA or FBI person that had the 16 million wiener pics? That was NSA. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, because I don't think it's topic number three, <laughs> some chick was arrested for having 16 million wiener pics on her phone, which in itself, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know how that's illegal. And so you read that it was property of the U.S. federal government. So why do they have all these wiener pics <laughs> to begin with? And why 16 million? There's 320 million U.S. citizens. You divide that by half. That's like... Four point seven trillion. I'm not good with math. I'm not like good. What about Chinese? Why would you only want like one ethnicity of wieners? <laughs> well, maybe it is globally. You're right. Maybe yeah. it's a small fraction. But like, why? Three billion. And why are they, like? Why do they have the confidence to come in there? Like, We're going to sue this chick. She's going to jail. Why? Well, she's got some wiener pics that she stole from us. Wait a second. Stole? Yeah. Why does she have your guys' wiener pics? Man, I don't understand. And like, what it like? Is it like you know, like full salute, or is it just kind of hanging out in the shower? Like, what is going on? It's like typical NSA behavior, though. Hoarding information they don't need. <laughs> it's true. I'm sure so they do. Like 16 million. That's probably one percent of the wiener pics that you guys are paying taxes to hold. Probably le- less than one percent. <laughs> probably less. Yeah. The what are they doing with that information, though? That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Are they looking for sex crimes? Or like, yeah, we've seen this one before, boys. <laughs> everything. They probably have an MD5 value for everything. Maybe they're, like, maybe they're, I can't even say it's too graphic. <laughs> I don't get it. That's all I'm saying. So, like, what if Apple really is as secure as we think it is? It's why possible. You, why, like, I, you're probably like, man, dude, Apple's no, dumb. I'm going to say, okay. Why, why are you an Android bigot? I just like Google. It works well. I like Gmail, I like Google Calendar, I like my phone. It's not bloated with, like, shit I don't need, like the Samsung. That's far, bro. And, yeah. And honestly, like, going back to the NSA and geopolitics, I'm pretty sure that the NSA have, like, you know, with the logic group and all those APTs, like, they, they probably have the biggest hacking group in the world. Or one of, for sure. So Could they're probably collecting a ton of information. Top three, at least. Top three, at right. least. For sure. Canada's not even the top 200. Oh, no. <laughs> Our army is like 16 guys. Sure. <laughs> and when you were, you, when you retired, then it went down to 15. So oh, yeah. It's going down. You got to find a replacement. People cried. Yeah. Miho, we miss you. 
What do you think, Chris? What's up with all the winter picks? It's like Five Eyes Nations. There's the U.S. There's the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, New Zealand. I think we have all the intelligence sharing efforts there. I think that we they our allied countries should have some good technical know-how. Yeah, I had a buddy that was the liaison for Five Eyes, and uh, apparently it's a very interesting world. Yeah, Five Guys, the, the burger joint. <laughs> you know, they give you free peanuts over there? Peanuts? Peanuts. I know what's on your mind right now. I'll be talking about wieners. Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm sorry, what's Five Guys? Or Five Eyes? Five Eyes. It's the five Thrives? Five English-speaking countries that we all share intelligence. I don't think we do. Maybe a little bit. Like, oh, this is benign. We'll share with these idiots. More than, more than you think. More than I think? Like you, Probably you, more than you think, yeah. You think we're like doing the good thing, right? It's like, I mean, oh. there's no good and bad. There's only countries against other countries. I think the, the lines of good and bad have definitely been blurred with the global nature of, of cybersecurity. So it's not good or bad, then what is it? Snowden knows. <laughs> <laughs> there's no good or bad. So we had a discussion about this at, at, the, at our sales conference, and it was people are okay with him leaking information, but they think he went about it all wrong. Like they think he was manipulated in, into doing that through the channels because there was plenty of appropriate ways of doing it or legal ways of doing it. I'm like, dude, if you're going to release this information, like I would, like, it's, it's that butt, you know, that butt pucker moment. Like it's certain death. Like I'm going to betray the U.S. government, take this information, then I'm going to go through the proper channels of doing it. I don't believe it. I think he's scared for his life. I think he was scared for his life. He had to have been. He had to think that he knows the capabilities of the NSA. Like you can't log into your Gmail account and email it to the Washington Post or one of those newspapers. Like he knew that they'd be monitoring those channels, so he had to go to. I think it was a WikiLeaks, wasn't? Ultimately, he he leaked it out there. That's a lot of extra steps just to zip it and send it, but <laughs> <laughs> zip it up and zip it out. Zip it up, password it, send it. Oh, there's no way you you crack that so close. Yeah, now he's hiding on Russia with our our buddy Evgeny Prigozhin just uh, tragically passed away today, uh, accidentally in a, a plane crash. Yeah, what do you think about you know the U.S. funding Ukraine? So, I yeah, you know, I think this might be a and, little and it's not that much money, right? Because you 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 guys sent more than twice to Israel, so I'm just asking, you know, what's your take on this? Like, we gave zero to Maui, right? So, like anyway, you're the head of this entire thing out, like so. I wholeheartedly believe you're going to edit this out, right? Do you want me to? Yeah, please. So if we're going to be candid about it, I, <laughs> I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I told him the U.S. is funding Ukraine. Ukraine is fundamentally advancing your political agenda by fighting, by fighting Russia. Yeah. So you're economically saving money. By funding another nation to fight your war, which advances your own political agenda from a cyber perspective and from a like physical, real-world politics perspective. I agree. So I think it's actually it's actually making sense to fund Ukraine to keep fighting that war where they're actually defending themselves against Russia. Because who are the U.S. trying to fight from a geopolitical standpoint? But like, why even mess with Russia? Like, why? Like, they did not. They were attacked first, right? Twice, 2015, and then two you, years you're ago. saying that Russia was attacked first. No, I'm saying Ukraine yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying like why mess with? So I believe that we mess with Russia 
by by we NATO putting in. Uh, I don't know. After 2015, I, I well, believe it was the threat of NATO expansion into Ukraine. And but they, they still delivered the some goods. Would it be no different than if Russia just started delivering some missiles over into Mexico? We'd, We'd only, be like, it's all out war. You but know what I'm saying? We only did that after 2015 when you know Ukraine said, "Oh, uh, you know, Russia's coming in." And Russia's like, "No, no, no. These guys are independents. They had freaking tanks. <laughs> like, no one, no independent party militia has tanks, right?" Yeah. And, and RPGs and stuff that you cannot acquire on the white market. So they got these. The white market. White market. The gray market. <laughs> so this is It was Russia. Part. It was Russia from the start. I was in the army at that time. I was analyzing that threat. Yeah. It was Russia from the start. And here's here's the other weird part. So when you talk to people, so I was at a boot camp and I was asking people in EMEA that were here. I'm like, what do you guys think? They're like, fucking we're stoked. Thank you, thank you guys for doing that. Like yeah. You're making our problem. It, like you're helping us out. And the people in Germany are like, yeah, it's kind of awkward for us because if we uh, interfere, they're just going to cut off our energy supplies. We're just going to stand and sit here and just <laughs> thumbs like idiots. I don't know. Stay out of it. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it's very questionable that the gas pipeline between Russia and Germany got bombed and exploded. So that cut off Germany's gas supply from Russia. And now they're forced to go energy independent. I think that were, there were some questionable circumstances around that. And then, yeah, for some some reason, I think... Even both sides of the political aisle is not a left and right thing. It's a unanimous support for Ukraine and not quite sure why, but I think they're probably taking the doctrine of the enemy of my enemy as my friend. So therefore we are in That's a, why I like bats because they eat mosquitoes. We're in a fight with, with Russia. We're fighting a proxy war. We're fighting Ukraine. We're fighting Ukraine to fight Russia. And Do you think we should be healthy? Answer the question, yes or no. Should we think what? Should we be healthy? I, I think... They need to fight on their own. If they want our help, they should become a NATO member. And they tried. Yeah, there's Article Six. They if, are. If yeah, as soon they, as the end of the war ends, they're they're part of it. <laughs> as soon as it ends, but we'll self fund. Yeah, because you yeah. cannot join while you're part of a conflict. Yeah, which makes sense from a legal standpoint. Yeah, but it, it's also Russian aggression inside Ukraine that they they provoked a war there, and now. We're, we're pretty much on on the hook, and we pledged nearly unlimited support for them, and we're what two hundred billion dollars in, in aid over there now, and yeah, we have people here that need the money. I would think a little bit more than them, and just not getting involved in in foreign conflicts, I think, would be better for domestic policy. Do they like how many people are undergoing war consequences in the U.S. Not war consequences, but I mean, we 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 have some serious disasters going on here, and, and it's yeah. it's homelessness and drugs and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that money could be spent better domestically, and you know, I don't know how the money comes from the budget, foreign policy money versus domestic money, but it just seems to me that that money could be better spent domestically here. Let Ukraine fight the war if they get invaded. Unfortunately, that's 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 like all right. Let's make this that. very simple. You're in the you're you're in the Deach household where we work for the bank of Brian Deach, and we're doing the budgeting for the year, right? And uh, my wife wants to go on a vacation, yada yada yada, and we're doing the finances, and she's like, you know what? We kind of owe a lot of money to China. Oh, I'm sorry, to credit card debt, right? Yeah. And uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna give two hundred billion dollars to feed the homeless, right? Like we don't have this money, we don't have to spend. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I don't get it, and and I feel bad for. Anyone dying over there? 
Russian or even Ukraine, to be honest with you, right? I don't think the Russians are any better. I just think they throw bodies at it and just hope and pray that something's gonna, you know, yeah. good will come out of it. It's terrible, but I don't think that we need to be policing the world anymore. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think about it like so the Team last, America, like, World Police, maybe. Yeah, the last sixty years you had to, but now it's it's over, right? Oh no, I was I was never for any of that stuff. That's where we're mistaken. I, I I'm all for America, not so much the government, right? I love my soldiers that did everything that they do. But I have people really, really close to me, my brother-in-law, that lost people that he loves that were even Afghani yeah. or Iraqi. And it's a horrible thing. He came back. He's like, for what? Yeah. Like, and that's a terrible thing yeah. to think that you're going over there for an agenda. But it turned around like it was really nothing. It was, it was for oil, right? Let's be straight up. Like, <laughs> like we were doing it for something else. And it wasn't to liberate anyone yeah. over there, but it's to be a... Jerk off. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you, you take NATO expansion off the table. Just tell Russia, right? Under Bill Clinton, the doctrine was we will never advance NATO one step forward towards Russia. So take NATO expansion off the table in, in Ukraine, broker a peace deal that says Russia gets to keep Crimea, which is predominantly ethnically Russian that want to be part of Russia anyway, and say Russia doesn't come any further, NATO doesn't go any further, and I think there's probably some room for negotiation there. I think they're they're poking me, the sleeping bear over there. But when you have people saying, having rhetoric that says we're going to take back Crimea under any circumstances, not one inch further into Ukraine, I think that doesn't leave much room for for compromise. I swear to if if Ukraine wasn't a viable destination port, right, to help expand Russia, they'd probably just nuke it, right? Like if they didn't really have a need to actually occupy it. They probably take it all out, but I think they they really want to be able to occupy the Ukraine. It's that, and and that I think that's a red line for the entire world that they say if they use nuclear weapons, then it's open season. We're gonna bomb Moscow, Saint Petersburg, you name it. That it's it's just gonna be open season on on Russia, and they know that's a war they can't win. And then China's gonna unleash the hypersonic missiles, and everyone's dead, right? Like, <laughs> like there's no time to relax. Uh, you know, to, to mutually assured destruction. That. Yeah, yeah. And just wanted to add, I read a book called. Uh, international relations in the cyber age the co-evolution dilemma by nazi shukri and david b clark and i think both of them are mit professors and the point they, they made is that the world now has two sets of politics they have the cyber politics and the real world politics and both of them are not related anymore so you have your own world of like okay the nsa is attacking china china is attacking back and that's like their own world. And then they have U.S. physically, you know, protecting. It's different like a spy countries. versus spy thing. It's like a kinetic right? war. It's, it's yeah. like physical kinetic versus cyber. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. cyber politics. And I, I, I thought that was interesting. It's, it's one way of looking at things. You have a lot of good content here to figure out what you're going to keep. That's <laughs> you know, great. Yeah, that's funny. David, or uh, Victor brings it up. I was an international relations major in college and, Part of it is things like the mad doctrine, mutually assured destruction, that you have two parties, and it, if Russia releases their nukes, we release our nukes, and nobody wins. I, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that, that's holding them back now, because they know that's just a red line they, they cannot cross. Well, what sucks is that Putin really is kind of a loose cannon, right? Like, I think he knows uh, he has two options, right? Just either die in a couple years or 10 years, right? And whatever, or go out. Guns blazing, I think it's guns blazing, blazing glory. Time, right? Yeah, and if I think you watch some of the videos on there, it looks like he has like early on-site like 
Alzheimer's. Like he's got like number one, he looks bloated all the time, so he's like probably pumped full of everything. But he's got like the shake to him and stuff, and he's a nationalist. He wants to expand. I think he wants to do his thing, and if anything, if history tells us anything, he's gonna he's gonna try it. Right? What he's got to lose? He's gonna they're gonna fall off the face I, there I one see, way or the other. I want to see Biden versus Putin. MMA cage fight. In a cage match. So you eat their applesauce fast. One's going to fall asleep and one's going to just have a heart attack. So. <laughs> it's like an ex-KGB agent. I would not, even at my young age, I would not want to go up against him. Probably knows like 10 ways to kill you with his bare hands. They'll probably take the Super Bowl ring and jam it down your throat. <laughs> Who did he take that from? Brady, wasn't it? No, I think it was the owner for the... Oh, uh, Belichick. Yeah, Belichick. Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick. He, he borrowed it and never gave it back. <laughs> do, you, do you know that story? Well, I know the NFL is like the lower league of the Canadian Football League. Like, uh, you know, we have our own league. Like a second division type of... We've never heard of that. That's funny. <laughs> Must be a disinformation campaign. <laughs> do you guys really have football? Yeah, we do. Not like soccer, right? That's what you mean? No, no like football, football. American football. Yeah. Like rugby or like football, football? Football, football. Yeah. These guys make a solid like 60K a year. Like minimum. <laughs> What what uh, tax bracket are they? Fifty percent tax. <laughs> it's not a fifty percent. They don't have access to a doctor yet, but still. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, we will make Ukraine talk topic four. So topic three for our third topic. Google has finally removed their heads from their rears, at least partially, to require multiple administrators to approve major security changes for Google Workspace, their enterprise software business. If an administrator wishes to do something like remove two-step verification, they will require at least two administrators to sign off on it before the policy takes effect. Google will also require certain administrators with a high level of privilege to have two-step verification enabled for their account. Really, it's 2023 and only now requiring MFA for administrator accounts. Google has the Titan line of physical security keys. They can just give them away to admins. Administrator credential theft is a leading cause of account or even company-wide compromise. It's kind of shocking since I think they've started doing MFA for like the free crap that's out there. Like they just they just turned it on. Like you didn't even have a choice. I don't ever remember enrolling in the hey, open up YouTube and approve this app. Did you have to enroll? I don't even know. I don't. No. I think if they knew you were in were enrolled in multiple applications, they just did it by default. But but too odd. Like, it's about time. Like, I remember my first job or my second job after the Army, um, I was at the bank. And whenever I wanted to apply for access to an application, I had to get the application owner approval and then my manager's approval. So it's always a 2FA type of request. So you needed, you know, uh, permission from two people. Yeah, it's a two-person rule. I mean, that that's always. like a fundamental part of IT security is yeah. that you need two people just like... The nuclear missiles, if you want to launch a nuclear missile, you need two people to work together, turn the key at the same time, and they either have to be colluding together or it's a real emergency of two people launching the nuclear missile. Same same idea. In Tucson, Arizona, they have the Titan Missile Museum. And it's part of, I don't know what kind of treaty or something like that, but they had to do with like you know nuclear silos. Um, so apparently uh, Arizona had like 25 or 26 of these things. And the silo is still there to this day. So half of it is cemented over and the other half is window. So aerial footage would show that this is not usable. So this is at least what they say. It's probably the, the SALT Treaty, Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. Yeah. 
or limitation and treaty. Yeah. If you go down there like Monday through Friday, what's kind of cool is that sometimes they'll have retired military personnel that actually served in there. So you can actually do a tour. So you go down, you do all the different living quarters, and then you can walk across like this, like this uh, corridor that actually takes you into the missile. And the missile is like it's still in there. There's no warhead on it at all, but you can see this the sheer girth of this thing is incredible. And then they take you into the control room, and they'll do like a simulated launch, like they show you where people, the two keys, yeah, yeah the two keys and stuff. <laughs> like it's, it's it's actually pretty rad. So if you're ever in, in Tucson, I definitely would recommend it. Where's Tucson? It's about uh, 90 minutes south of Phoenix. Gotcha. So it's pretty far for you if you're going to try to make the track. But next time you go down to, I mean, well, he was just it's only like a 36 hour drive. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I say that because you were just in Zion. So yeah, yeah. I continue to get. We continue to get. We continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, I'm done. Continue to great. <laughs> Triggered an error message. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we continue to great, great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, our guest Victor is up. All right, guys. He literally just Googled it around. What's your. No, no, I had it for a while now. Okay, let's go. What did the dad spider say to the kid spider? What? You're spending too much time on the web. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's a good one, man. Wah, not even wah, the dad wah. here. <laughs> your your unborn children are so proud of you. <laughs> All right. To wrap things up, Flipper Zero is a cool two tool. The UK government has to convince people their website is not a scam. Attackers are abusing the beta channels for app stores. Google finally requires multi-party approval for key administrator changes, and the conflict in Ukraine is very complicated. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pepcac Podcast. Thank you to all the listeners and subscribers who raised five stars of the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pet Guy Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app. For our co-host Brian Deach and our guest, Victor DeLuca, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. One, two, three, bye, Felicia. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs>